Today's devotion is from Luke chapter 22, verses 1 through 13. This begins the plot to kill Jesus. Now the festival of unleavened bread, which is called the Passover, was near. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to put Jesus to death, for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered into Judas, called Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers of the temple police about how he might betray him to them. They were greatly pleased and agreed to give him money. So he consented and began to look for an opportunity to betray him to them when no crowd was present. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover meal for us, that we may eat it. They asked him, Where do you want us to make preparations for it? Listen, he said to them, When you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house he enters, and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, already furnished. Make preparations for us there, so that when so they went and found everything as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. Chief priests and scribes were afraid of the people. They were afraid of the people of Israel. They were afraid of the crowds that gathered to hear Jesus. The chief priests and the scribes were afraid of the people. The people were amazed with Jesus' teaching, for he taught as one with authority, real authority, not like the scribes. This fear of the people coincided with a Passover meal, the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. The question is no longer whether they will kill Jesus, but the question now is how will they kill Jesus? Towards the beginning of Luke's gospel, Satan finds uh, no foothold in Jesus. When Jesus is led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit after his baptism, Satan comes and tempts him. But Jesus' character is beyond reproach. So now, Satan continues his work by worming his way into Judas Iscariot, who is not looking like Jesus, nor is he acting like Jesus. Listen to how Luke describes this. Judas goes away. Judas goes away from Jesus, and Judas goes away from the 11 other disciples. He has an opportunity to turn around and return to Jesus, to repent. But he does not avail himself of that opportunity. Instead, he confers with the rich and the powerful, the chief priests and the officers of the temple police. They plot about how how Judas can betray Jesus to them. These authorities, these religious leaders, these people connected to Rome and, and their heavies, the temple police, 
they were all very pleased with Judas. And they agreed to pay him money for his efforts. So Judas agreed and began to look for an opportunity to betray him when the crowds would not be with them. What amazing power and authority these religious leaders had as they contorted their actions to avoid the crowds. That's heavy sarcasm here. Now Jesus is at the center of the story as he directs Peter and John to arrange for the feast of the Passover. He tells them when they enter Jerusalem to look for a man carrying a jar of water that he will meet them, that he sh- that they should follow him to the house that he enters into. And then when you enter into the house, ask the owner of the house on behalf of Jesus, where is the guest room in which Jesus may eat the Passover with his disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs. Make preparations for us there, Jesus says. As followers of Jesus, they were turned to God. They looked like Jesus. They acted like Jesus. They went to Jerusalem as they were commanded, and they found everything as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal as he had asked them to do. This story seems to highlight ways of interacting or reacting with God, with Jesus. Some look and act like Jesus as they respond to Jesus. Others don't look or act like Jesus, as they turn away from Jesus, as they turn away from God? Is there something that you are turning away from today? Is is there a need for you to repent in order to continue following Jesus? May God bless your reflection upon this devotion, and may God bless your day.